Welcome to the latest episode of the Evolution Exchange Denmark podcast. My name is Sean and I am joined by a panel of industry leaders to discuss an intriguing topic. Demystifying design, what is service design and how do you mix tech and design? Before we delve deeper into this, let's work our way around the room and make some general introductions. Christina, do you want to introduce yourself first? Hello and hi everyone. Uh, thank you for, for the invitation to participate in, in this podcast. Um, I'm Christina, I'm head of design at Accenture Song. Um, soon moving to a new challenge, but but this is my current challenge right now. Um, I My background is in technology and I moved into design about 10, 10 years ago. Um, and I lead the design team today um, doing various incredible projects. Perfect. Randy, what about yourself? Um, yeah, uh, my name is Andy Hoffman. Uh, I'm also very grateful for participating in this podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, I am uh, heading up uh, a design team in uh, a company called Pites. Uh, we work in the intersection between uh, design and technology. Uh, and my responsibility uh, and interest is uh, pretty much everything that goes into a digital solution before uh, you start coding anything. So it's uh, everything from uh, research, idea, concept, over UX prototypes, uh, design, uh, visual design. And um, I'm uh, very invested in making the two uh, worlds of tech and design meet. Thank you very much, Randy. And last but not least, Camilla. Hi, everyone. I am also really, really grateful for this invitation. It's very exciting to actually be joining a podcast. It's the first for my uh, sake. And uh, for me personally, I'm currently working as the head of customer experience at what is called EID Solutions, which is currently with the NETS. And what we do uh, is that we develop the Meet ID, so the Danish National ID, uh, for the, all Danish citizens, as well as other services as well, uh, with uh, Meet ID, which is also business tools and styling and all sorts of services surrounding the Danish digital ID. And I think it's a very exciting product. We work with citizens uh, of all ages and all types, and we have currently four and a half million at the point at this point. So very exciting. Uh, and generally, I'm very interested in uh, design of all types, but also working with uh, sustainability is also an ethical design is also part of my interest and part of why I'm working with what I'm working. So yes, that's me. Thank you all for your introductions. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. So let's get into everyone's questions, I guess. Christina, do you want to kick us off with yours? Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, so my question is about, I don't know if everyone will have the same challenge, but especially working with consulting, I, re I feel that companies, they have 
some uh, difficult to, difficulties to understand the importance of design. So normally is neglected. It's really hard to infuse the design team and we normally have to to cut the design team and end up having like one, two designers for a huge team of developers or engineers. Um, and that could be a challenge because it could affect the quality of the design that we're delivering. So I was wondering if you have any thoughts around how to convince companies around the importance of design and, and if you have any tricks uh, to, to, to convince um, your clients or, you know, in company, the, the value of design. Camilla, what do you think? Yeah, I think, first of all, it, it's a really tricky question. And I also have a, a long history in the, agent, the agency world. So I know exactly what it is that you are talking about. And I think uh, for me, it's probably around uh, that you have different worlds uh, meeting. You have uh, the business world, the engineering world, and then you have the designer or the user-centric thinking world. And we don't really find it that easy to understand each other and using the same type of language. We have different languages and different needs. So I think that's uh, part of the problem uh, with that uh, discussion. But I also think um, after many years in the industry, <laughs> I think that convincing is probably not the right thinking. I think the importance of design is something uh, you can't really persuade someone to buy into, in my experience. You have to kind of uh, think differently because my personal experience uh, was that after several years, I was trying to do exactly that, persuading and convincing. And I was wondering why something went wrong. Uh, why, why couldn't I convince uh, people with my arguments, which I thought were really great arguments. Um, and one day it just kind of dawned on me uh, that I was basically banging my head against a closed door. I was just trying to do something that wasn't open to me, in fact. And what I mean by that is that uh, the approach of convincing isn't uh, the right one. You need to you need to look for an invitation, basically, from that particular company or from that particular client, or if you're working in a company, also looking for invitations in that company. Uh, because, you know, if, if people don't want to uh, do uh, design and they, they don't see the point of it, then it's very hard to convince them. Um, and also, my experience has been that if you still manage somehow to push yourself in anyway, uh, force, you, force your way into a project, it didn't really make either of us happy uh, and the outcome didn't really end that great. It was more or less uh, meeting uh, with indifference at the end or uh, unhappy stakeholders maybe at the, at the worst because basically they didn't really understand what it was that they ordered. Um, and I think this is also why uh, a lot of designers are struggling with burnout. Um, because they're fighting against uh, a closed door. They're just banging their heads against something, not getting through. Um, so it's a lose-lose. And I think for me, a successful or more successful approaches, like, like I said, it's about finding those open doors or maybe slightly open doors or invitations. Uh, it's like dating in a way. 
<laughs> you have to kind of establish a basic interest first of, first of all. Um, and and once once you have that type of interest and openness, you can kind of start the conversation. And that's when language comes in. Like I mentioned earlier, it's important to understand what languages are we talking about? What are the actual needs uh, and the design deliveries that you need to, you can support with? Um, so goals and looking for needs uh, once the invitation is there is what I, I would say, at least from my experience. Yeah. But uh, what do you think, uh, Randy? I think it's a really interesting perspective. Uh, and um, I must admit that I hadn't really thought of it that way, uh, but I can relate to, to some of those um, situations where you simply can see there's no way for me to sandwich myself uh, into this group. Uh, and they, they simply yeah. don't see the value. Uh, but I still think that the, that I might have one more trick uh, that, that I sometimes employ when I find myself in that situation, because I, I really do uh, agree with you. In, in uh, half of the time, it's simply not worth the effort to try and push yourself into uh, the room and, and to have, if it's, if it's too difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also think that uh, you can almost always find a way to address that they might need design. Uh, so so that I guess it's your slightly open door. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think it's uh, the way to uh, try and convince or uh, make design seem like a very good choice uh, for, for mm -hmm. those people that you want to work with is to, to, to do your homework. Uh, so um, I once had a, a, a boss uh, who said, uh, you need to go into their website, you need to download their, uh, um, their report for the, the year, you need to find out what are their needs, what are they saying they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then you can always find in there or by just by browsing their websites, you can find something to, to hold on to. So mm -hmm. the problem with that is that it can take quite a long time because it's not really obvious. Uh, mm -hmm. But if it is an, 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 a door you really want to open and you already have the dating set up, so to speak, you have the date, <laughs> yeah. you know you're going to meet uh, this client, potential client, so the door is already half open. Then it's yes. uh, your job uh, to, to simply uh, um, help them understand that of course they need design. The very idea that they shouldn't need design uh, is is not on the table, but mm. it's not just a matter of saying this. Uh, you should say in a nice and uh, easygoing way that um, uh, perhaps perhaps their, their design that they have today on the website or where you saw it uh, offline or whatever, perhaps it's uh, slightly outdated or si slightly inconsistent or it's falling behind their comp competitors. So a mm. lot of these uh, arguments that I, I, I know right now, of course, that I'm uh, talking to you guys who know this already, but it is still, uh, if, if you spend... Um, spend a little time, uh, then you can make uh, your own arguments for design stronger, and then you come across stronger uh, in the room. Yeah. Okay. 
So now I'm so excited, Christina, because uh, I think you have uh, some tricks also uh, since you posed this question. So please share with, uh, with us. What do you think? Yes. Um, yeah, I think I, I agree with both of you. It is it is this battle. I, I completely relate with the closed door and half open door and how to find the, the right balance. And, and I find myself constantly trying to educate people around design. What is design? Mm -hmm. I often mm -hmm. listened that, ah, just make it beautiful. Just make it nice. When yeah. that's not <laughs> it, <laughs> I love your reaction. Yeah. It's not it. Uh, design is much more than just the beauty. Of course, beauty is an element of that, but it's more than that. And and I try to do similar to what you you mentioned, Renee, and trying to figure out what are their needs to create KPIs that we I can then through design show what are the KPIs that I can improve or we can improve together and and try to talk a little bit more businessy, but with the design background in mind and trying to to educate. Um, people around what what are the benefits of using a good design and a proper design and and research and yeah and so on so yeah it's a it's it's a challenge and it it, it is exhausting sometimes that's why i feel like yeah the closed mm. door it's it's i feel that way sometimes but mm. but yeah i keep trying to to educate um my clients um around what what service design really is and and how to Prove the value through KPIs and through education uh, on the way. But yeah, yeah, that's a really Definitely. good idea. Yeah, and also uh, it uh, building upon that, uh, I think it helps a lot if if they um, can can have uh, a little bit more insight into what is it. Because mm. they, they, how should they know they are educated in, in something else? Yeah. They spent yep. their working lives uh, in another uh, business area. Uh, so, so that approach with uh, telling them what is it? How, how might it improve upon your KPIs? Uh, mm. How will this help? Uh, mm -hmm. So breaking down, what are we actually doing? Uh, and also uh, talking quite literally about, so this is a meeting. It will... Um, uh, it will be in a workshop format. It will take three hours. We'll do this and that. So breaking stuff down uh, mm. helps a lot, I think. Yeah. yeah, both breaking something, breaking it down, and also making sure that they understand what they will end up with as well, oh, being yeah. quite concrete with what it is that we're delivering and how it relates to their business and their KPIs. Because absolutely, I totally agree, you have to educate quite a lot and I'm doing quite a lot of that at the moment, uh, running some some courses and just uh, making it more explicit, but also making sure that uh, they actually understand what what do we mean exactly. I mean, it's it has to be very hands on uh, because, I mean, unfortunately, the design business or designers often tend to kind of have a certain language. Uh, and it can be hard to understand for uh, for the outside world. Uh, and if the outside world is ma mainly an engineering company, then uh, then it can be difficult to be a small kind of bubble of designers in that and just kind of expect that the people will understand us. So we will have to kind of spread out the knowledge 
but it doesn't mean that we have kind of uh, that we have to keep evangelizing or that it's our responsibility because i also feel it's the other way around they there has to be like a, a management buy-in or kind of a management responsibility in teaching what design is in if you're working within a company that is so yeah but i think that's a really really interesting subject and i think uh the the point around the needs i also wanted to add a comment around uh, finding the company's needs i think that's uh it's like any ux project or service design project actually so we should know what to do and how to do it and locate the needs and and set up uh you know um a research almost project for that and then mapping out where you can uh, kind of go in and find that gap in the door basically so christina i'm also uh, curious uh, uh, where uh, sometimes i experience myself that this problem is both that um, companies can be a little reluctant and sometimes it's also internally that your colleagues can be a little reluctant uh, so could you expand a little bit about that because i'm sure you also have insights here that's a, that's a really good point. That that's true. And and working with uh, different teams with like strategy and 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 other type of of uh, capabilities, they often have the same uh, questions around design because they they don't understand. And and I, I, we were talking here. I was reflecting. It's funny how in other um professions we because they're quite old they're established in the market we don't question much we don't question a doctor the value of the, what they do we don't question an engineer the value of they do because it's so established there but but design is fairly new um that's my reflection right design is fairly new like 15 years more less 20 that we, we've been working in this area mm -hmm. um and and people are still trying to understand what it is and what's the difference about just making it beautiful and actually doing a service design and understanding the ecosystem and, and how you can actually add value. And, and that if you do a very well design, you can actually achieve much more than uh, than things that you, you wouldn't even expect to to achieve. Um, so it is it is external and internal the, the 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 education that we normally do i think internally seems a little bit easier because we can do things like what we normally do is like lunch and learn and come sit with us we will do a talk we will share a case we will explain the values and then internally we we have that like freedom to just invite people in and hey come have drinks with us and we will teach you something um mm -hmm. and then we we can find this openness and we can infuse a little bit more um what it is design and what the value we can we can achieve also like showing cases and and stuff like that then externally, um, because the doors are a little bit more close and it's a little bit harder to invite when you're in your house and just like let's let's do some lunch and learns, let's do some 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 stuff internally that we can share what we do, um, and I find that's very useful and people are very open to do that and that and then they comes they come with questions and they come with options and then we start thinking about okay how can we expand this idea and then we can actually uh, collaborate a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it happens internally too. 
Yeah. 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 Interesting. So what what do you think, uh, Randy? How do you do it? I mean, you are also in a kind of an agency setting. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, actually, I thought uh, my train of thought right now was that we are not helping ourselves either, uh, because it's it's very uh, sometimes when you say design, you mean purely visual design. So it's from a CVI, and you go with the visual identity and. Uh, how will this uh, solution, what will it look like? So it's, it's really, really more. the visual part of it. Yeah. And at other points of time, we say service design. And I guess for quite a lot of uh, both internal and, and external people, this prefix uh, service and then design will be like, what? what's that? Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Well, because service design is so exciting and we love the way of working with the service design tools. So it, I get so excited when I can when I can do that. And then I simply forget that they probably, they sometimes don't even know what I'm talking about. So externally for, for the clients, uh, I I will need to use my research into what are these people uh, and, and uh, sort of course, where are they? Uh, do they know uh, the term UX? Uh, can I just put that out in the room? Uh, or should I say a user experience and should I explain more? Uh, so so uh, my main point here is that uh, the, the words are actually quite close, close mm. together. So design is sort of just it's everything. So broad. Yes. <laughs> it's so broad a term. Uh, so, um, so that's... Uh, uh, if we if we uh, agree that no, we should of course not uh, persuade uh, people and have their uh, force them to do anything, then uh, mm. the explaining part uh, could probably be a little more um, pedagogical or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, that's also kind of what I mean with when you have a closed door, you don't push on that one. But if you have kind of a slightly open, it's it's about uh, maybe making it more, uh, yeah, you can uh, do more education and you can you can kind of um, be less pushy, I guess. That's also mm -hmm. what, I mean, not, not going too much for a goal or having too much of a, I need to get a client or I need to do, 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 but actually be more open on our side as well and just kind of explain more and just, yeah. If you if you want to listen, you can listen, and if you don't, that's also fine. You know, yeah. yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. Has anyone got any rounding comments that they'd like to make on that question? It's so exciting. We could go on and on yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah, I we know. could keep going. <laughs> that's why it's best for me to jump in there. I suppose if no one's got anything else left to say on that, we'll move on to Camilla's question. Yes, um, my question is. Why hasn't design evolved more as an area and how do we make sure it does? And I would like to just explain a little bit about that because that basically came out of the out of the thought of the of the title of this show. Um, so why is it apparently that design seems so mysterious to so many companies? I'm I'm actually honestly I'm quite baffled by that and I don't really know uh what what that is about what what is the mystery exactly i mean i've i've heard uh people say oh uh, ux uh, they'll go dream up something and i'm okay <laughs> i heard that too 
Yeah, and that's a bit. Uh, it's it's we are basically just uh, craftsmen or craftspeople. That's what we do. We we don't dream so much. We can dream, but it's not uh, our primary uh, work, basically. Um, yeah. So so that's that is my question to you. What do you, what do you think about that? Um, I um, I think it's a very it's a great question too, uh, and. Um, in my career, uh, I worked for very many years, 15 years, I think, uh, in the communication agencies. So I was employed in agencies where we did uh, branding and visual design and uh, the digital solutions with the uh, service design and user experience and uh, visual design. And then we had partners who did the IT. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the 15 years. And in all of those years, uh, it was very much specified what our part was and we knew exactly what we were doing and it was actually not always that difficult to explain to clients and internally what everybody was doing that was okay mm-hmm. but then the implementation happened and uh, the, the coding side of things uh, because we were these communication agencies that was a complete black box none of us knew what are they doing and of course we met them uh, doing the process uh, and they tried to explain what are we going to do but it just seemed like a lot of uh, black boxing and then it took a lot of time it always takes uh, half a year to code a, 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 a large digital solution so we were like being kept in the dark uh, for uh, or, or it didn't interest wasn't interested or whatever um, but uh, the code guys that they, they just went coding and then some something some solution came out of that then uh, i uh, had a new job uh, and i started working uh, in in a company that had uh, developers uh, so there were much more interaction between the developers uh, and the design people and i was so so surprised to find out that the developers they think that the first part uh, is a black box and they know exactly what they're doing on the developing side. So that was so exciting and so uh, so fun, actually, to, to find out. Oh, so you think that's a black box? Oh, yeah. my. I would never have guessed that because it's been the other way around for 15 years. Uh, so so back to your question. Um, uh, it's, it's uh, I think that... Um, it's it's also back to to what we talked about before that uh, that we need to uh, be aware of uh, how we are addressing uh, this uh, our our field of expertise and also what you said before Christina it's it's not of course design has been with us uh, when we design uh, clothes and and uh, houses and cars and stuff like that forever uh, but the, the, the digital design of things and uh, the UX and prototyping and, and service design is, is fairly new uh, areas, mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, so, um, so we simply have, uh, like any other new educations, uh, where uh, then you get a new colleague uh, and uh, she's educated in something you never heard of <laughs> because it was after you got educated. So, uh, so for the newer disciplines, uh, we have this obligation, I think, uh, to communicate uh, what what are the values. Uh, so, so I guess that's my take on um, what uh, why it's not that evolved yet, but I really guess that it will be uh, come a little bit more time. 
I, I loved your your introduction around the design and engineers. I come from I come from the development side, so I used to be a developer. So I used to be the one coding. And I remember when I when I did university in computer science, we had this thing that oh, if the system doesn't work, is the user's fault. I, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's almost as funny as uh, can't you just make it look nice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I when I started working, that was the, the you know that was the thing like. We're coding, we're doing awesome systems. And if it doesn't work, it's the user's fault. The user doesn't know how to use. Mm -hmm. Until I met Fjord, I, was, I, I, I moved to Fjord, I changed jobs and I'd learned about design. And, and then my mind blew like, okay, so if the system doesn't work, it's actually our fault. It's not <laughs> their fault, no, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Um, so I remember like shifting to this, like, oh my God. So yeah. and, and that's why design is so important because you know making something seamless something that you you use and don't even notice that you use that's the good design that's the the real thing um so i made the shift to design and then i continue my career there um and and i agree with you i think it's fairly new that's why maybe it's not an area yet i think some companies are more advanced and they already have an area so there are some cgos um in the world but but very few um and i really hope that we need to continue like uh, really hope that the area will become something a little bit more uh real in the future and we just need to continue working and showing the value of design um to 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 the area gained the maturity enough to to become you know a proper area everywhere and people can actually see the value of it right but yeah i think i think it's a fairly new yeah so of course yeah we don't have in the c-suite uh it's it's not there so then it tends to get overlooked um yeah. that's a really great insight yeah yeah what yeah. about you, Camilla? What's your? Well, I just uh, I was just about to say I totally agree with the C-suite and and so on. That I think I think uh, we need to uh, see design move into uh, the management or the C-suite level, and that's when we start seeing differences uh, or differences happening in the in the whole organization because they have to buy into it, and it's something that I can see uh it, at my company and has changed a lot just uh, the past year has changed um, dramatically in terms of understanding uh ux and design in general we are still working on it it's not like we have uh everything's ready now uh but but uh we can see that uh, with the management buy-in and with a, a different type of um, approach we have certainly been given the key to uh, or the go to uh, to actually change things and to actually um, yeah be listened to and be implemented into the organization much more, and I think it's uh, it's very positive. And and I was thinking about uh, with this type of question, I was thinking also about the design maturity in general mm -hmm. and just working more with the maturity levels and in companies and. How can you actually use uh, something like that sort of thinking strategically as a company, maybe? And it's something that agencies can help with as well, just teaching and educating and and uh, lifting up our competences because it's uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, spread out uh, most places at the moment, and and often, um, yeah, design is uh, often understood, misunderstood, uh, or it's kind of it feels opaque to a lot of people from all the other domains, just like we were talking about earlier. And, you know, the classic, can you fix it with design kind of question and the sparkle, sprinkle some uh, some design over it. <laughs> uh, and also don't ask so many questions. It's just a button. I've heard that many, many times. That's <laughs> another one of those. And also the, the stupid user, I've heard that one as well, but that's uh, many years ago now, thank God. Um, but it's, it's, um, it's definitely a problem still. Uh, but I actually think it's probably because people feel insecure about what design is. They don't really understand, and then they tend to hold on to what's very concrete, uh, and that's kind of you know buttons and colors and and that sort of thing, because that's what we are spitting out of the design machine in a sense. Um, and then when we spit out something they don't they don't expect. Then that's when the frustration happens. But that's not that's not what I wanted. You know, that's uh, that's different. That's not the goal I wanted to achieve, basically. Uh, and I think that's again back to the different languages that we were talking about. And I totally agree with you, Randy, as well. You were talking about education or school school systems, and I think that's actually what we are seeing. You have these kind of siloed uh, school systems. You have the engineering school. You have the design school, and then you have the marketing school or business school. It's a totally, totally uh, isolated kind of uh, languages. I mean, I've seen some kind of, uh, you know, trying to merge design thinking into business, for instance. Mm. But it, it those wheels, they move so very slowly uh, that, I mean, it takes quite a long time. So we need, we need to educate on different levels, both in the school system but also uh, in the, on the company level, company level. And I, one uh, final thought I had was also imagine when we start seeing more uh, startups based on uh, user-centric thinking instead of, I mean, just the engineering uh, companies. That's also when, when you start seeing change, I think, up uh, further, just like we've seen with social media and content strategies and that whole business that has just exploded. And they will never doubt the need for uh, design or for that sort of thinking. So I think it's it kind of, it's like a structural problem, in fact. And it's mm -hmm. that's why it's so hard to, to move the ship, but the ship is moving, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think I, I was thinking, you, you were talking, I was thinking about like, the investment, right? Like design doesn't have the same investment as other areas, maybe because it's not so tangible. Like, right. you know, you could you could do any design and implement something and you can launch the product and it would be there, right? And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if the design is good or not. I mean, it could be the determination for the success or failure of the app, but you launched. And sometimes investors, they just want to know, okay, you put something in the market. So right. maybe maybe that's also the line, you know, like you could do anything without design and you're launching. It's tangible. You can actually see it. But if you just mm. do the design alone, you're not really launching something. So maybe that's the that's where the line is, right? And, and that's where mm. it's drawing or pulling the investment. 
So we do mm. need to have more startups that can actually do the user centric and really care about that to show investors that we can actually have both and yeah. deliver something great and, and you know, and, and have return on investment. Yeah, and also having uh, the long light on, just like on a, on a car, you have to see a little bit further than just launching something. You have to look at, well, what happens after Next. when it's launched? Because, I mean, uh, we have uh, in Midadi, we have both cases you've had. We've had uh, the early launches where things just got out and uh, it wasn't really working <laughs> properly and coherently. Um, and then we've had uh, launches recently where things have been uh, tested a lot more before. And then we basically had almost no support calls uh, or very limited ones. And I think we are only starting to understand that in my company. Um, and I think it's that sort of light that you need to put on. You have to kind of have that long, the long tail, not the not the what's happening tomorrow, kind of the, the short tomorrow version. So what, yeah. what do you think, Andy? I really much agree. Uh, and also, um, I think that um, I guess you two are also uh, traveling around with examples. Uh, so, so you really need to have the great examples of uh, uh, some other companies uh, that that did very well, uh, and mm -hmm. where everybody just knows this is great design. So, uh, in Denmark, uh, one of the the, the the cases that always come up and that every agency claims to have some sort of part in, uh, because it's such a great example. That's of course mobile pay. Mm -hmm. So the mobile yes. <laughs> can so easily transfer money uh, to anybody. So it's it's yes. now so so easy to uh, buy stuff from each other, uh, to reimburse people when they uh, took you to to lunch or whatever. It's so easy, and everybody mm -hmm. in Denmark love uh, this solution. So. Um, so if you can sort of uh, when you try to explain. Um, that design is an area, it, it needs to be taken seriously, then you both mm. need uh, those examples where it's obvious to everyone that this is a wonderful solution. And it's, it's not just the, the user, um, um, uh, not just the user interface, but it's also visually pleasing to look at. And it has a strong uh, identity in and of itself. So the good examples that they, they want to be like, so, mm. so uh, for design to evolve more as an area, we need to know who are our heroes that we should constantly be talking about. Yeah. And then at the same time, uh, uh, we also have the very, very bad cases. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. we have those IT uh, solutions that went terribly wrong, uh, where it was obvious to everybody that this is just awful and it costs uh, all of us a lot of money and you don't want to do that, do you? And this was mm -hmm. often, <laughs> as you just said, Camilla, because... Mm. Um, it was launched too early. They didn't have any user testing. They they didn't really understand the, the value of design, uh, the business goals and KPIs that you talked about, Christina, before were not that mm -hmm. clear. So a lot of different 
uh, factors uh, to take into account. So the heroes uh, and and uh, the the bad guys, uh, I think that helps coin design as an area too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Do you have any uh, heroes or uh, good examples, or do you have any? <laughs> what what would you uh, take out on the road, Randy? Now that you're mentioning it, <laughs> if you oh, have my... something, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, mobile pay is good uh, sometimes, mm. but also in the in Danish context, it's um, it's 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 very often used. Uh, so so one yes. I do use a lot is. Um, if it's a, a private company, then I use uh, the company GoMore. So I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with it, but yes. uh, when you rent a car or, or uh, rent somebody else's car, uh, yeah. that is visually very pleasing and it looks so easy and it really is easy. Their flow is so, so good and it's very, very uh, well designed on the mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Also, I like to use uh, Undo, uh, the... Um, insurance company because insurance is normally so difficult it's so yes. tedious and and so uh, not nice <laughs> to work with uh, so undo uh, is is a very good uh, uh, digital solution and also a, a strong brand mm -hmm. and for for bad design and i normally it's normally it's it is, is it is enough just to say that uh, we all know what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good point. <laughs> yeah, and that's also because it's so easy as an outsider to point to stuff. Uh, and I mm. would, if I had made one of those uh, solutions, then I would probably be sad because maybe I had been saying all along, "This is not good," and then it happened anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's That's so a easy. Really good to, point. Yeah. So, so I normally I I, I do I poke a little bit uh, with the more. Uh, things that could be better uh, because that's also a good uh, way of influencing uh, a room uh, but but normally uh, it's it's not I, I like the the positive approach more yeah that's a good tip i think yeah <laughs> has anybody got any more comments they'd like to make on that i think that was a very good discussion around that topic no the All same good. as before we could go yeah. on and on <laughs> we could keep going <laughs> of course well, in that case, we'll move on to the, the last question that we've got. Randy, do you want to introduce it and give us a bit of context? Yes. So I wanted to ask this question uh, because um, it is, uh, it's a long-standing question that I'm uh, grappling with uh, almost every day. Uh, and um, uh, it uh, pertains to when uh, creatives and tech uh, work together, then it's my experience that uh, in the best of all worlds, it would be really helpful if everybody could be in the same room a lot. So uh, in those kind of cases where we can have a, a, a ballroom where we are all working together and we have uh, everything on the walls and we have a lot of time uh, and are building and creating together, uh, then it's, it's really a, a great help for the tech people too because they understand, uh, of course, it's difficult for them to understand if they're never onboarded into uh, what is uh, the main points in the solution we're trying to build. And yeah, so um, the more we work together, the better the end solution will be. Uh, but uh, it, uh, it's expensive 
it's really expensive. Uh, so uh, so I try to uh, to have some uh, ideas on how we might work uh, in this co-creation setting without the price sky, uh, skyrocketing. So that is my question. Uh, do you have any insights into this? How can we work together without uh, having it becoming bigger and bigger and more and more expensive in time and money? This is a really good question. <laughs> we have, we think about that all the time. And, and I think we tried some different things. I think what you described is the dream. Everybody in a room, everybody co-creating. I think that's, that's the dream for sure. Um, but I think we've been trying some different things. Like, for example, um, we normally use... Um, agile as a methodology so we have like uh, design sprints and dev sprints and what we try to do is to always have one developer in the design sprint so participating in the design sprint to understand the decisions to understand what we've done why why we're going into this direction or that direction and so on and 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 have this person participating in the design sprint and then moving into the development sprint with the knowledge and then we circulate people and we try to do the round. So that's one way. Um, sometimes even that is quite expensive because, you know, you have to have one person there just like, you know, um, it is, not, it is, yeah. you know, it's, it's not doing nothing because it is helping with feasibility and so on. So then when that's also not possible because it's a long time, what we do is to have what we call like, tech feasibility meetings and then every week we separate some time to do a review with the with the technology team so like what do you guys think about we're making these decisions do you, so we, we try to use the approach that it's not really a co-creation because then they also feel a little bit more involved and more empowered so we call it tech feasibility meeting um, but it's actually a co-creation, right? Because then we sit together with them and it's like, hey, what do you think mm -hmm. about this? What do you think about that? We're making these decisions. We're going that direction. And and <laughs> and then we try to do that uh, with a certain frequency, like every week or something like that. So there are like different things that we've been trying and it depends on the project, depends on the budget, but, but we try to always keep them involved to avoid, you know, issues in the future. Like, oh, I don't know why you made this decision and let's change or... In that way, we keep everybody aligned. But yeah, the dream would be everyone together. That's normally never possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Camila? What do you think about it? Um, I think I think it's a really interesting perspective. And of course, uh, I have a slightly different one, uh, seeing that uh, we always have uh, a lot of developers close by and we all, I mean, we're always there in a sense, but we still, for us, it's not so much the cost, it's more the time actually. Uh, and it's, that is still a, a, a small or a short resource. Um, so what we try to do is uh, also using design sprints and including uh, the, the, the tech people, we have also testers that we include, and maybe we have uh, security people as well and compliance. We have a lot of a whole range of people that we need to pull in at uh, certain times. Um, but at least for the core tech people, we try to include them in a three-day sprint to, to kick off uh, the process. 
uh, and after that, uh, we continue doing the, the site work and then we'll have regular check-ins uh, to basically, um, yeah, just make sure that you have the feasibility right. Um, and also, for instance, with the additional uh, competences like security and compliance and so on, we need to have some checks uh, along the way. Are we going in the right direction? Is it a, is it feasible at all? Um, so, but but that's kind of just that particular case. I think uh, I think also uh, there's the uh, the thinking of co-creation just in a design team as well, because we don't want to waste uh, our resources all at once. Uh, we also want to use them on, on different uh, different projects and, and different uh, subjects that we need to involve them in. So we, we kind of have this approach where we work together quite a lot. We have like a miniature team. So we have a UX designer, UI designer, and a copy always, a copywriter. Uh, always involved in that small team and they kick off every meeting and then they work together, but they also um, split up and then they work on their own tracks and then they come back again. And then they, that's kind of a way of optimizing that kind of co-creation just between designers. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of inspired actually by uh, uh, John Cleese. I don't know if you know his uh, creativity session. <laughs> it's, no. uh, if you don't. You should, uh, you should have a listen to him. He's, he's wonderful. Uh, and what he was uh, talking about was um, this uh, approach they have in Monty Python where, or had in Monty Python, where uh, they basically they had these crazy brainstorming sessions together. Rah, crazy, crazy during uh, the morning, maybe, of a day. And then they split up and went home and just continued and then they met up again later maybe next day or the day after or something like that so that they had like a combination of both working together and working independently because i think um designers we are like a we're an, an interesting uh type of people we both need we need the uh the focus as a, you know just digging in and just doing my thing and just thinking through and everything but you also need the input and the ping pong with everyone else so that you don't get all biased in your thinking so that's What's what i wonderful? was thinking yeah that's a wonderful uh, that's a wonderful approach um yeah. also because uh, i i i love monty python i think that's yeah. uh, <laughs> funny to, uh, we have uh, one of the, uh, the workshop sessions that we normally do uh, can involve uh, how would you solve this if you were mother theresa or how would you solve it <laughs> if you were so now i definitely need to have john please into this too and also i like the idea of working like john please yeah, That's exactly. Really <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but yeah. it did sound quite serious, though, <laughs> what you mm. said, and also like a very good idea. And I can very much relate to uh, co-creation is actually not very nice if you don't have the time to work a lot between the creation sessions, because then yes. you just sit around looking at each other and you don't yes. get much achieved. So, so it's a, a great way of working in my experience too. Um, <laughs> One of the things that I find very helpful uh, is also to have a very good kickoff meeting. Mm -hmm. So even for the, um, the the short projects where you don't have much time, uh, 
Uh, and you know this is going to be uh, difficult to have uh, uh, feedback sessions, uh, even though I really like the uh, the the wording of uh, tech feasibility sessions. That sounds very nice, and it sounds like like actually what it is that you go to the expert and talk to them about uh, is this even feasible? Uh, because sometimes uh, I uh, I I am. Um, I have this word uh, pop up that is uh, quality assurance, which is very uh, awful because, of course, I'm not some design person going into the the the, the solution afterwards and assuring that they got it right. <laughs> so that's <laughs> just much too arrogant. So I'm much more like this uh, feasibility session. That's a, a very nice way of putting it. Yeah. So so. Um, what uh, in 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 my experience uh, we can achieve with a very good well planned uh, um, kickoff meeting is this sense of what are we doing why are we doing it who are we doing it for what will be your role your role your role and your role uh, how for how long time will everybody do what uh, so these kinds of sessions can be extremely helpful because then you can uh, you you feel in you are being included uh, and you know what is expected uh, from you when. So that can uh, be uh, a, play, a, a good way of doing it if, if you can't do uh, what I clearly admit is a dream that you can co-create all the time. I never had a project that co-created all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, so if, you, if you don't stumble into the, uh, the project with a lot of confusion, then that is in itself uh, very helpful. Mm. Yeah. When yeah, well, yeah. you mentioned the quality assurance thing, one thing we, we, we've done, we changed that name to design critique. Ooh, that's mm. a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> so we have like design critique sessions and normally the design critique sessions, we invite all the designers we know. So it's like an open session and people can just come and comment and they give feedback and, and they give their impressions. It's kind of a user test, but it's actually designers for designers. Mm -hmm. We even developed a card deck with like common questions that we use. And sometimes we use the, 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 the this deck to ask some questions and, and to critique the design to make sure that we thought about everything. We thought about diversity inclusion. We thought about sustainability. Oh, yeah. We that thought is. about, you know, yeah. 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 So we, we have those questions in any code. It can go wild. But we have this design critique sessions, just, you know, have some feedback from from the designers to to have some collaboration and to have like the quality assurance, but not calling it yeah, quality yeah, assurance yeah. session. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, we also have one, uh, but it's called design review instead. But, oh, yeah. but oh, I, yeah. I really love that idea of cards, actually, Christina. I think I think that's a brilliant way of, of, of doing it. And I think um, yeah, I would I would love to uh, to start doing something more like that. Actually, I wonder how often do you actually do this? I mean, sometimes it's a bit of a balance, right? Yeah, it's a bit of a balance, and it depends on on the project, right? Sometimes we're a little bit rushing, and sometimes we have a little bit more time. I think the idea of the cards was thinking about that because like worst case scenario they can use the cards and review the questions just because sometimes you just forget you know you forget about yes. thinking about accessibility yeah, and maybe yes. it should it happens, yeah. <laughs> it happens. It so happens. The, the deck like we we co-created a deck uh with yeah. questions that we should should normally ask 
and and then sometimes we use it together or sometimes the designers within the project they use it themselves but we try to always have some design critique sessions along the go maybe not all the sprints but every two three sprints we have a design critique session where we invite people and then yeah so the deck is just an alternative in the worst mm -hmm. case if there's no session at least we can look through the questions and make sure that we're we're covering everything and we're not missing anything and and the design yeah mm. it's it's good yeah what maybe that's tool. also sorry <laughs> i no, mean no, that's, that's what a great tool <laughs> yes exactly i was just uh, thinking maybe maybe even uh for um yeah using cards in in different ways as well with mm. co-creation maybe you could kind of expand that thinking and, and being inspired of how how can we do it differently? How can we yeah. try different ways yeah. and yeah and so yeah. on. Yeah. Some of the questions are like that. Have you thought about this in a different way? And you know, some yeah. some things so you can actually get out of the box. And that's also why we invite designers from other projects as well, because sometimes mm. you're there and you're so focused on that challenge that you didn't see with a different lens and bringing someone from outside is like, oh, yeah, it's true. I forgot. I didn't think about that that way. And then we can shift things around. Yeah, it sounds like an awesome uh, method. It's 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 a uh... Actually, sort of obvious. Uh, so, so it's it's really wonderful that you have a, a good structure around this to both uh, make sure it happens uh, when you have a lot of resources, but also some fallback, a good fallback solution. That's really cool. Mm. I agree. It's uh, it's something that uh, I at least I feel a little inspired by, and I think mm. I, I'm going to go home right. with that one in my uh, backpack for sure. Right. But has anyone got anything else they'd like to add at the end? There are any more questions they'd like to ask? I'm sure there'll be more questions, but uh, maybe not at this moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's such an interesting... Um, it's so nice to hear you guys, uh, your perspectives. So. True. It was very yeah. inspiring, very interesting. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I think this is really a valuable uh, discussion and I would love to continue discussing yeah. for sure True. yes i even took notes yeah, <laughs> yeah me too i have i have all my notes here yeah. <laughs> and believe it or not i don't do the design but i've taken notes too because i was also interested <laughs> yeah but if no one's got anything else to add there i'll just sort of wrap up where we are i'd like to thank everyone for all of your contributions all of your insights and sharing your challenges and i think as you said at the end there it looks like everyone has given everyone else a lot of value in the question they asked thank you for sure thank you very much and if you are an industry leader listening to this and would like to join us on a future episode contact me at sean.thompson evolution-nordics.com or reach out to me on linkedin see you all soon perfect that's uh episode done there yeah, i feel like that is an episode awesome. that could go on forever <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yes no problem i mean no, I now we need to schedule list. some drinks and do that in person and yeah i think i think it's great to hear your perspectives and i mean it's uh i'm i'm really learning a lot from uh from you and and your way of thinking and how you deal with it in your daily lives so mm -hmm. that's brilliant. Same, same. It's, it's always good to to listen from a different perspective, right? And and learn different ways of doing it. It's, it's just so inspiring. It's so it's co-creating our way of working. That's that's so nice. 
Yeah. And I really love your, um, uh, Christina, your uh, double role. So it's so awesome that you actually know how to code. That that must be, uh, that's really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have both of the, so your, your weight must be a little uh, heavier uh, in the discussions because you, I guess you can still, yeah, I'm a little bit rusty yeah. in the coding, part, but but I, I definitely can challenge. Like sometimes I, it, it's interesting, like, ah, you think that's not possible, but what if you do this? And they're like, what? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> that must be a wonderful weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, because I mean, I often I feel that it can be a bit tricky to kind of follow all the way through. And I mean, we have some pretty heavy <laughs> security, uh, you know, people oh, yeah. and and so yeah. on. And that's a bit. Sometimes I'm. Oh my God, I'm not. I think I was lost there for a second. <laughs> I, <think laughs> yeah, I need yeah. to get that one 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 more time. Yeah. It's a... And of course, we do know that uh, you can't be EID and then be light on security, no. <laughs> no. it's so, so, so important, but still it must be really annoying uh, that yeah. uh, I guess sometimes you guys uh, come a long way and then it's uh, then it can't be done anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I didn't talk about. Uh, often we have uh, the challenge of security versus uh, usability. Uh, yes, or yeah. user-centric uh, design, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, security tend to win because we don't know security. anything. Mm. Yeah, mm. and and but it's also based on like a, a basic uh, kind of understanding of security, where five locks is better than four, mm -hmm. and uh, mm. and that's not necessarily true because then you break in through the window. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's uh, yeah. That's uh, some challenges, but we're actually having um, we're going to uh, do workshops around scanning and stuff. So that's something we are very excited about. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, true. true. And and it seems that the security guys are the ones to be best friends with, you know, oh, and yeah. and yes. design, <laughs> so they don't block you too much, but you actually work together on yes. solving the challenges because yeah. it's it's really important to have both ways. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. totally right. I mean, it's uh, that is a challenge of co-creation for sure. Mm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I just want to say to you all, from my perspective, thank you very much for today. It was obviously my first po podcast episode, like I said, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I felt like a designer for a second. I felt like <laughs> I led the design team. And I was really, really interested in everything you had to say there, and I suppose it's. I have the first call with everyone here one on one and you talk about individual things that you've got going on your individual challenges so that we can match people together like yourself and it feels like Sam obviously did a lot of this to match you but it feels like it was done perfectly and I think it's turned out that way and to follow on from your point about having to get drinks and have it in person the LinkedIn group's always going to be there so I expect to see drunk pictures of everyone <laughs> absolutely smashed up to talking about design yes. that's a really good idea yeah, I think we should do that. <laughs> Maybe yes. not drunk pictures, but no. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> just happy yeah. pictures instead. Then I love where we're jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just yeah. I do want to say thank you very much, and like I say again, I, I really enjoyed it. For now, I suppose enjoy your Friday, enjoy your weekend, and thank you again. <laughs>